When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Away we go with a little Redemption Thursday action. Great to be with you. As always, lots of action tonight. Really, the next nearly 50 days is a busy, fun time, especially as we look at a little uh, football, baseball, Betting line action, all that stuff on a Redemption Thursday. Big game for Florida State on Saturday. Looking forward to it. As a reminder, always, uh, I tell you guys to make sure that you uh, get caught up in uh, all the things that we're doing. We'll be at Hotel Indigo on Saturday, beginning at 1230 for the pregame show. Doors open up at noon, so you can get on over there and get you some food. Maybe an ice cold beverage or two. Get on up to that top floor where Tom and myself will be presenting the pregame show, doing the pregame show, I should say, performing the pregame show, and it should be a fun one. I look forward to it. And then postgame show is 10 to 15 minutes after the game. So you got a lot of things here coming up into, uh, tomorrow, since it's a home game. We'll be at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And that's just a little uh, sip some beer, shake some hands, and talk some football. And Can't think of anything better than that. Well, especially in a weekend where the weather is starting to look a little bit more fallish, a little bit more football wins. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know, we're not covering a team that's 1-3 uh, and three right now. Yeah, we are not. We've had a few of those happy hour shows where Florida State was uh, closer to 1-3 and three than 4-0. and oh. And those are the shows where I'd tell you to Uber to and just go ahead and get you some beers. <laughs> uh, right. Tough times. Uh, you know, I want to open the show with uh, surprising news, uh, and that is that Tess Walker has been ruled eligible. The NCAA, the NCAA has deemed North Carolina receiver Tess Walker eligible after receiving new information from the school. And I'll read it as follows to see if this affects Daryl Jackson in, a, in, in the way that we're all certainly hoping that it does. The NCAA staff reviewed new information regarding University of North Carolina student-athlete Tez Walker this week. Staff determined the new information qualifies Walker for a transfer waiver. The information had not been made available by UNC previously, despite the school's multiple chances to do so. So they take a shot, by the way, at North Carolina, saying that North Carolina had not done what it needed to do. Quote, it is unfortunate that North Carolina 
failed to provide this important information previously. Previously, While we must be careful not to compromise a student-athlete's right to privacy when it comes to sensitive issues, we want to assure the Division I membership and everyone watching how the new transfer rules are applied, that this meets the new transfer waiver standards. UNC's behavior and decision to wage a public relations campaign is inappropriate and outside the bounds of the process UNC's own staff supported. Had the North Carolina staff not behaved in this fashion and submitted this information weeks ago, this entire unfortunate episode could have been avoided. This, according to NCAA President Charlie Baker and Division I Board of Directors Chair Jeer Moorhead, President of the University of Georgia, uh, well, now, listen, uh, if you're North Carolina, you got what you needed, got what you wanted here in the form of Tez Walker's eligibility. I will say it would take every ounce of uh, strength that you could muster not to retort. Please allow me to retort, one would think, because this is as uppity and high and mighty and ridiculous from the NCAA as you could possibly get. Now, Here's where the NCAA never gets the benefit of the doubt. Their abhorrent decision-making process and behavior uh, rarely allows for one to side in their favor. And for them to take the, uh, the low road rather than the high road here, this could have been an admonishment done behind the scenes. This could have been, all right, listen, he's eligible now. But, oh, by the way, dumbasses, it's your fault he wasn't eligible to start the year, just so we're clear. And that is a letter that could have been written as opposed to a public statement tisking North Carolina. And I have no sympathy for North Carolina most days either, given their history within the NCAA and the things that happened with a certain class and how it was that they were not uh, reprimanded in the same fashion that many other schools, including Florida State, have been over the years. I don't know that this falls under the umbrella of good news for Florida State and Daryl Jackson most notably. But I do know that Florida State has not made a public spectacle of this, and if that's what really upset the NCAA, they do not have that as ammunition to hold against Florida State, and in particular, Daryl Jackson. I don't know what it was that North Carolina allegedly did not offer up to the NCAA that would have allowed for immediate eligibility. Don't know what it is. Did they find something health-related? Because they certainly reference sensitive issues. Typically, they're talking about health issues when it is sensitive issues or family issues, things that affect a family or an individual from a health standpoint, a legal standpoint, whatever it might be. Daryl Jackson's plea to the NCAA is rooted in a family concern for his mother, which is a very public thing that we understand to, to be the case. And that wasn't enough for the NCAA prior to the season and even in season uh, to say yes. So I'm curious what happened today with the NCAA, what happened with North Carolina, and whether or not it will have a direct impact the way we once thought it would. That if, in fact, Tez Walker was deemed eligible, Daryl Jackson would be deemed eligible. And that they both got in their transfer ahead of the transfer rules changing. The significant changes that were made by to this rule by the NCAA happened after they had already submitted and transferred. So it never seemed fair regardless. Now I don't know if it will have an impact. We do know already, just to remind folks, that Daryl Jackson is eligible to play if Florida State is to make it to the college football playoff. He can play, he can start, he can, and, that, and he's continuing to practice. He's had an impact on practice. So he's in shape and ready to go. 
it would be, suffice to say, Tom Lang, huge news if Daryl Jackson were to be declared eligible, if this was one of many stepping stones and this the final, okay, we've cleared Tez Walker. We now have to clear Daryl Jackson. The next statement will be from the NCAA or from Florida State saying that that is the case. We hope. I don't know if it's going to be. But if it is, it significantly changes Florida State's level of dominance on defense up front because that guy – in my opinion, instantly becomes your best defensive lineman. This is just a preposterous last half an hour. I mean, so you're going to tell me that it's the dude that's working at the NCAA and they're saying, hey, new stuff has come to life, man. Right. New stuff has come to life because North Carolina compliance didn't fire off an email it was supposed to or attach a PDF file with I refuse with to believe that. that. I can't Get believe that. Here. I'm sure that didn't happen. You think Mac Brown's walking down the hallway at the compliance office? Hey, did we say, ever send that text? Hey, Ted. Ted, you sent that, right? <gasps> Mac, I am so sorry. Well, Ted, you're fired after you send this email. But, yeah. but go ahead and send that right now. No, I can't believe There's that no that's way. possibly true. But There's the thing no is, it, the, the, this would be the kind of petty uh, maneuvering that you would see from the NCAA, where they already know they look bad. They've taken a beating from a public relations standpoint, nationally. I mean, this is a thing that made national news. You had politicians, you had game announcers, you had head coaches, you had former players, high-profile former players, speaking out against the NCAA in unison. So you had a bevy of, uh, uh, of concerns, and they were all lobbed in unison at the NCAA for their mismanagement of these situations. And what? They said, screw you, we're going to make him sit for four to five weeks just because we can. And oh, by the way, when we finally do deem him eligible because we're tired of this nonsense, we're going to reprimand you publicly and uh, and, and have the, uh, the board of directors chair and the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, decide that, uh, oh, hey, everybody, he's eligible, and it was never our fault. And here's the deal, North Carolina. You have to accept that these are the provisions for ours and uh, whether or not we'll decide in, in his favor. You must wear it. You don't get to retort, sort of like a, a defendant in a case who accepts a plea, even though he's not guilty, doesn't want to plead guilty, but doesn't want to do time and doesn't want to leave it up to a court or doesn't want to leave it up to a jury. So he says, okay, I'll take the six months because I'm facing 20. You know and I know I didn't do this and that these cops screwed this up, but okay. And then you got to wear the, oh, this is how you plea? Yeah, yeah, this is how I plea. I think we both know what happened here. But you can't even say that, that kind of thing. We've seen all these things. Well, I don't know if that's what happened here, but come on, man. I think it's more likely a work. I think that they've reached an arrangement behind closed doors because if you look at the language of this, the NCAA is shielded from having to make a Daryl Jackson eligible. New stuff has come to light, man. Well, we're not going to disclose what that new stuff is, but trust me, it's good stuff. You know what? And in North Carolina, did a better job. He'd be eligible this whole time. Good thing they're undefeated already. <laughs> but Florida State, I don't know. Is there any new stuff you could provide for me? If I'm the NCAA, they are protected and shielded from having to take a step here to make Daryl Jackson eligible. So I still think it's doubtful that this comes. If their language was such that in further review of our policies and the timeline of their, our change in emphasis for the transfer portal and in light of that his application arrived to us before said changes, we're, we're it retroactively saying that Tez Walker is, is now eligible to play moving forward. If they said that, then you would know Daryl was in then good Darryl's shape. Then Daryl's in good shape. Yeah. But they're saying, hey, man, oh, you know what? They're, 
We didn't know this missing piece, this skeleton key of information that unlocks the door to his yeah, eligibility. Yeah, but here's what here's what bothers me about this. How is it that okay? There's two. This is twofold. A, the NCAA is is doing this so that they don't have to circle back and address the other situations, yes. and including Daryl Jackson. Just ours, but yes, yes. Yeah. So it's others, including Daryl Jackson, right? They don't want to have to go back and 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 decide that those guys are eligible. So they decide in this case they'll throw it at North Carolina's feet. They'll lay the blame there, and then. They're off scot-free, so they say, yeah, he can play, because they know that public relations, and et cetera, was in his favor. So they, they go ahead and do this. All right, that or they thought a lawsuit was coming, which might be more likely. Uh, that said, how is it North Carolina always gets every benefit of the doubt? They had an illegal class for 20-plus years, and they were told, don't worry about it, because other students could take it. You, go, you don't get in any trouble whatsoever. But Florida State self-reports one rogue tutor – Get the hell out of here. I mean, that, 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 there's no way that that can stand. And you get a sense that it's about to. Yeah. I think on the surface, it looks like UNC is finally getting its comeuppance publicly by the NCAA in the- terms of the, the strong language of the statement and calling them incompetent. I think it's a work. I think they're in cahoots. I think they're working together. They reached an arrangement. It's, and this it's arrangement North is- Carolina. Correct. It is not Harvard. It is not Notre Dame. It is not Stanford. What are we talking about? An institution that for decades has had the inside track to whatever they want to do. And this is just another example of that. Unless, hey, prove me wrong, NCAA. Daryl Jackson, let's go. Let's make this happen. You know what? We didn't actually see the extent, and Florida State you know, Compliance Department fired over a document showing that uh, perhaps a family member of his was... We cannot get into details. Uh, these are HIPAA violations, but uh, just understand, everybody, that Florida State fired off a, a new document to us, and, and if they had done so earlier, then Daryl Jackson would have been eligible all along. It's not going that way, though. If, if I'm Florida State, though, you got to pick up the phone. You have to. Uh, well, I'm sure it's already been done. I mean, th- th- this can't possibly be a situation in which nobody else reacts. I mean, you have other student-athletes that are under the same umbrella that I referenced earlier. I mean, it's not just Daryl Jackson. There are other players, so not many, but there are others. It's just... You have to reject this the way they're presenting it on its face. To assume to assume that this is true would be to assume that a university compliance department with all of the incentive in the world to turn over every rock, to bring every piece of information that they possibly could to the NCAA so their football team has a chance to win a lot of games and win a conference, to assume that they're incompetent or that they didn't send everything they possibly had and had they done so weeks earlier, this would have been a, a dead issue, a moot point, is absurd. There's no way they so, didn't air it out. But what we know, and this, and I get back to this, you know as well as I do, they knew they were in the wrong. They had to. They wanted to save face, so they blamed North Carolina. All the while, knowing they were going to have to declare this young man eligible, they suffered huge backlash. They waited for that to die down, and then... Rather than just do the right thing, they had to take a stand and tisk tisk North Carolina in order to try to save face, which is insane. North Carolina, along with every other university, is a member of the NCAA. They they choose to be. This is a member institution. And North Carolina says, sure. What, you want to release a paragraph Oh, you about want to us? release a paragraph saying that we're a-holes. Okay, well, our boy's going to suit up on Saturday, so thanks a lot for yeah. that. And we can get him ready Man. for Miami in a week and a half. Yeah, that... Yeah. <laughs>
Well, let's hope the pettiness stretches to Tallahassee. Somehow I doubt it. Okay, well, if you were Florida State decision makers behind the scenes. Well, you're not going to suit them up. No, no, no. Okay. I hear that all the time. People are like, just suit them up. It's not going to work. No. Would you have Mike Norvell release a statement? Would you have him make a statement or ask to be asked a question by somebody that he could have a public forum? Um, Maybe he goes on ACC PM this afternoon and, hey, why don't you ask me a question? 17 people watching ACC PM will hear it. No, but it'll get pulled out by all of our media wings, which are far stronger than ACC PM. Correct. And then people will actually see it instead of not see it at all on ACCPM, but would you I think you would want to get a sense of what's going on behind the scenes before you retort. I mean, let's find out if this is one step towards uh, the final step, which is Florida State getting information that he'll be ruled eligible after Saturday's game against Virginia Tech, that he will have suffered the penalty that the NCAA wanted him to suffer, which is to miss five games. Maybe we should call compliance ourselves and say, hey, if you're looking for new information, we got some. I hear you're in the business of taking new information, new information. these days. <laughs> uh, it, I love the idea, though, of raging incompetence. Like this this idea that somebody at North Carolina just forgot to send the information along. Like, I mean, I don't want to get into a weird scenario because this is a real person and that is a real family and that's a real situation. So, But if we were making a movie, you could make this really funny. You forget to send over a report that details something like Crazy tragic. Oh, I forgot to send that over. Real? Wait, wait, what? I'm not going to give the scenario. because Of course. I, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> that's, but just think how ridiculous yeah. that is. Do you know how meticulous you have to be to be in compliance in the first place? Right. That Nobody is not the forgot department. to send anything no. over. That's a lie. It's nonsense. There was not some grand overstuff. <laughs> you, you, did, you did hit send, didn't you, Stephen? I think I'd look to sent messages, I mean, Stephen. Can we see? That would be the equivalent <laughs> of a head coach stopping his recruiting process for a program. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, Florida State, Virginia Tech. It was a big game. And we had to make our picks this week. I think you and I both have them covering. I came around. You had to kind of win me over a little bit. A little but, cajoling? Yeah. Uh, the more I watch Virginia Tech, the more I'm like, yeah, we should. We should. But. I've got my wagers. It is Redemption Thursday. Let's get to We'll do it here in a moment. Jeff Cabot Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips? We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, 
And what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. And Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, and it is Redemption Thursday, and I would say, I don't see why not. Let's get that thing up there, baby. Let's do this. Always fun. Uh, many have asked that I kind of keep it more straightforward when I can. I, I, You know, that's not the way I operate typically. We got a little extra. Who's asking? Eh, some people are like, eh, they don't understand all the halves and all that other stuff. I, I Player props are going to still be a thing, and you see I wrote, Sprinkle a little pizza money. He didn't write it all hey, out there. I have hey, on there. This show's free. You know what else is free? Google. Yeah. You know you what? Go. Do some research. Yeah. Um, I wrote in my picks part of the NFL, sprinkle a little pizza money on Brian Robinson tonight for the first touchdown at plus 550. A little pizza money. Let's go. I like that pick. I like that pick. Hey, now that's not picking a winner necessarily. It's like I'm not against anything. I just I feel pretty good about that pick. I'm going to throw a little pizza money at it. And hope that Brian Robinson scores the first touchdown tonight at plus 550. We're getting some good odds against a team that can't stop the run. So let's go that route. Now, I thought to myself today when I went through my picks, and I got to tell you, in real life, my card has 25 to 30 games. So this weekend's huge. This is a bet, bet every game weekend. It's unbelievable. There is a reason to bet every game this weekend. So my real card this week will have probably 20 games at least. 20 games. So what's the total out what, there? Let me see what I've sent. Let well, me what's see what the total amount of potato chips you have out there across all the games? Not a ton. We just keep it low-key. 12-5? Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So far, I've made 15 bets for this weekend. Now, I've got at least 7 to 10 I'm looking at right now that I haven't pulled the trigger on yet mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I planned on figuring out tonight if I was going to do it. So this is the first semester of college we got going this weekend. <laughs> this is going to be a good weekend. This is going to be fun. We're betting in bulk, boys. It's not for the faint of heart. Western Kentucky. My, no, I, so I didn't. I didn't. I, hey. <laughs> hold on. I said today. Killed the siren midstream. When I picked these 10, I purposely did. And th- these are games, for the most part, that will be on my card. Almost all of them. Um, Use the phone service to get the others. But I said my phone service would be hilarious. People would join just to have my phone service. But let me let me tell you something. I As I wrote these out this morning, I thought, oh, Tom's just going to hit the siren the whole time. I just realized he's going to just keep the siren mashed. He's just going to be like ding, ding, ding in the bell. 
Speaking of which, oh, there it is. Usually it's right in front of you. There, yeah, it, there is. it is. That would be you from the jump today. All right, so now you go ahead and hit your sirens. Western Kentucky minus six against Louisiana Tech. By the way, that's action tonight. We're not screwing around. No pussy footing out here. We got action tonight. When you sit down to watch some NFL and some college football, you know you got Jeff's picks right there before you. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Like it. Western Kentucky minus six against Louisiana Tech. Central Michigan minus three against Buffalo. Surprise the line was that low. <laughs> the fun and games have begun. And you know how much I love UTSA. Dropping 14 against Lowly Temple. Also known as Utsa. I like Utsa. Minus 14 against Temple. Cruising to victory, UTSA. Washington State. I all the way down on my plums. Plus three and a half against UCLA. Kind of a sucker bet here, but I I almost wanted to go money line here. I think that, I well, I hate UCLA's offense. I hate it. Yeah, if you're going to play this, just play it. Uh, no, the odds are better to take the three and a half. Uh-huh. And it's probably going to be a close game. So I just went ahead on and. That's what it is. Uh, we've got Texas A&M on the money line. That made more sense to beat Alabama. It's good to know. There it is. Nice imitation. North Carolina, Lady of the Woods, Syracuse, minus eight and a half. Especially now. they got the receiver. Well, and Syracuse doesn't have receivers. Uh, Georgia giving 14 and a half against Kentucky. The public will be all over Kentucky. I don't know how Kentucky's going to score. Georgia 17, Kentucky nothing. Texas minus six against Oklahoma. You guys know I watch Oklahoma closely, and it's a very good year, too, for Venables. He's got this thing going in the right direction. We figured he was too good, too good a coach to be doing what he did last year in year one, but they had culture issues in year one, and he's trying to get it flipped. They're playing a lot better, but they're not there where they need to be yet, and I really think that Texas team is very good. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the six there. Pains me. I hope I get this one wrong. It'd be funny to come in here and talk about – Tejas blowing a season because they couldn't beat Oklahoma, which has happened a million times in their illustrious past. Uh, Eastern Michigan minus two and a half against Ball State. Eastern's a, a quality club, Tom. If you haven't been tuning into Eastern Michigan, you're missing out. They got some pieces. Okay. They got some pieces. Ball State does not. Ball State is without pieces. Without pieces. I like UAB on the money line to beat USF. UAB hosting that game. Did the money line thing for the reason that you talked about, which is the odds boost there. I like that better. I'll just take them to win the game outright. And then, as I said, sprinkle some pizza money on Brian Robinson for the first touchdown tonight at plus 550. It's a lot of fun. I got more player props for the weekend, and I had one person reach out and ask for them on Twitter last week. And I said on Thursday, you were out of town, I said, okay, guys, I know I did these are a lot of standard bets, not a lot of halftime totals and things like that that I like to bet. First quarter overs. First quarter overs, I do. I, uh, you can make a killing with that. Um, I had the Thank goodness, for example, I took USC minus 11.5 for the first half against Colorado. I was worried about a backdoor cover. Yeah, yeah. And so I did that in my personal life. On w- the card, I didn't. I would hear. imagine Florida State's first half team totals, at, I'm pretty sure – yeah, first quarter team total unders have had to have hit every single week. I'm going to take a good long look at uh, a lot of first half totals and first quarter totals for the the card, Tom. We, we're going to have a big, robust card this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I probably have two or three player props that I'm looking at in the NFL right now. I needed to do more research. And, I'm you know, it's a Thursday. The bets come out on Thursday, but games aren't played till Sunday. 
for a lot of those player props. So I got time. But what I said at the end of last week when we were doing the show for just twenty nine ninety nine, I you said can I said if you guys want any more player props because I didn't present them last week, go ahead and tweet at me. And if you do, I'll get back to you. And one person did, and they did so with the fame. Dave Chappelle got any more than player props, <laughs> which I really appreciated. And I responded and gave that person a player prop, which did hit, of course, because they all do when I pick them. So that is seven of eight on player props this year. It's really quite ridiculous. I should have put ten grand on every player prop, and we'd be having ourselves a year. But I have not done that. Nothing close to ten grand. But you will. Well, the second I do, I'm dead. I know how it works. Uh, but but anyhow, we uh, we've and been. Christian McCaffrey's leg <laughs> has fallen off. Sprinkle sprinkle pizza money on Christian McCaffrey to win the MVP. Yeah, he's got a chance. At, uh, you know, combined Eight yards touchdowns. at over two thousand yards, and uh, yeah, he scores every freaking week. And yeah, I mean, he he could win the MVP. Man, if you're a quarterback coming out of college, just pray you get drafted by Shanahan because no, I mean, other than Trey Lance, I suppose. I mean, you know how no, bad pray, Trey Lance has to be? No, pray he doesn't draft you because the guys he drafts, no good. No, but they win games in spot. They, they, the only reason that Heward looks any it's you. No, it's, uh, what is it, Chubba Purdy? Uh, yeah, yeah, Purdy. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Brock, yeah. The only reason Brock. Not Chubba. 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 Chubba might win in that offense. The only reason Brock Purdy looks good is because that is a loaded defense, a loaded offense, an awesome offensive line. They can run the ball, one of the elite tight ends in the game, two stud-wide receivers, and they don't ask him to go win the game. They just tell him, don't go lose the game. It's amazing. He makes bums look good all the time. So that tells me Trey Lance must have been ass beyond belief. That guy, could he couldn't get anything out of that guy? Hmm. Are you pounding the desk over there? No, my foot's tapping. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fired up thinking about how bad Trey Lance must have been. Good God. You can't, I mean, this guy makes bums look like elite quarterbacks. Go grab Brock Purdy and put him in somebody else's offense. Let's see, let's see how he does. He ain't going to do a damn thing. Put him in Canales' offense. Huh? <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> let's hope we have the boy wonder at OC there in Tampa. He's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, or Chant TV. And to catch you up on the news of the day, as we said before, uh, you got a situation, obviously, where we were watching very closely before the season began about Tez and whether or not he could play at North Carolina. And he was declined originally, uh, the, the ability to play. Today, we find out he can. We'll see... Uh, whether or not this impacts Daryl Jackson. 
Now, the NCAA's statement involving this was really what we wanted to discuss a little bit. And um, the admonishment from Charlie Baker, the NCAA president, and Jim Moorhead, the board of directors chair uh, and president of the University of Georgia, was comical and not a good look. But uh, here we go. We'll see if, in fact, Florida State gets the good news. And, again, applying that, assuming, let's let's say we hope it does happen, obviously, that it let, let's just for a second pretend that it's going to happen and happen soon, it would have a huge impact. I mean, I think Florida State becomes uh, even more dominant than they've been up front. Now, there have been aspects of this defense that we're obviously we've been addressing and talking about and concerned with, but the front four really hasn't been the problem. Uh, the front four has done a really good job in shutting down the run and putting teams in a position where you think you could produce more turnovers and have an opportunity to get after the quarterback, and we're hoping to see a more aggressive version of this defense, and I think we will. Uh, but the front four is what enables you to do that. Now, if you were to throw Daryl Jackson into that mix, holy moly, I thought he was the best defensive tackle coming into the season that Florida State had. I thought he was a game-changing player, and if you get a game-changing player like that back after watching the emergence of Joshua Farmer, who has been a dominant force, save for one game, the Boston College game, where I think it is fair for us to speculate that he was very sick. Um, all the other points of d- evidence suggest he's, he is who he is. He's a really good player. He just wasn't that day. Um, then I think, you know, really you have a chance to be very, very good on defense. Just a quick footnote on the farmer situation at Boston College. I did something for the site today looking at deficiencies that we've had on defense and, and what Virginia Tech does. That's a good fit for testing us, mm-hmm. you know, pushing us a little bit. And Farmer on that first breakdown, that first defensive breakdown, second down on the series, and we don't cover a guy. Yeah. Farmer's the one that pursues him for about 50 yards. That might have been all he had left in the tank. I think so. Later in the drive, we he made gets that blown poor off man do that. Yo, he does get blown off the ball. But yeah. I think part of it is if you have the flu and then you're trying to pursue, do the right thing. Mm hmm. You're the closest guy on the screen, not a yeah. defensive back, yeah. to a receiver that's wide open, and you're chasing him for 50-odd yards. That might have been the death blow. Yeah, there's a lot of evidence. I went back and watched that game, too. I was mad and watched it several times, in fact. And I wanted to see all that went wrong with that defense against that kid. And there were so many moments where I'm like, oh, he's not right. Something's not right with him. You know, There seems to be overwhelming evidence that he was, like a lot of guys on the team that day, very sick. So that that would appear to be the outlier for sure. And all the other games, he's been really good. Tough to move, very active, sure tackler. He's in the right gap. He, he's played really well. And Virginia Tech, against even Pitt, didn't really attack straight up. Didn't really run straight ahead. Yeah, they just make you be disciplined, not fall so, for nonsense. Little perimeter pitches, and they'll run counter and gap and do all and weird stuff like a triple option that they've got, but it's a motion into a triple option. But it wasn't about just running straight ahead. And if they can't do that against Pitt, then I would think it's everything going to be gadgety, perimeter-based, and all that kind of stuff again this weekend. I mentioned before that uh, it's a sneaky, sneaky good weekend of college football. I mean, okay, first of all, the obvious, Texas-Oklahoma. But in a weird way, maybe Maryland-Ohio State is interesting. Maybe LSU-Missouri, just because I think Missouri could actually win that game, wouldn't be good for us. But that could be a fun game to watch. It's a nooner. Uh, Washington State, UCLA, I've already talked about how that game could be good. We're all interested to see how Kentucky-Georgia plays out. Uh, might be a really defensive-minded game, an overlooked game that could be very, very good. Is Notre Dame-Louisville at 730 at night? Louisville's undefeated. You kind of need Louisville to lose a game. 
You kind of feel like they're a paper tiger. They've beaten nobody, really. Even struggled at times to do that. Think about the last second win against Indiana, who's not any good. Uh, they had a goal line stand against somebody who's terrible as well. Yeah, Georgia Tech, they had to rally big time. Right, who's awful, night. who's yeah. awful. Yeah, so there's all kinds of evidence there. Um, you know, Arkansas Ole Miss uh, figures to be a 1,000 points scored in that game. <laughs> uh, we'll see if Miami's going to continue to torch the Yellow Jackets and do the things that they should do to get to 5-0, and and then you got Alabama and Texas A&M as well on that slate, and I kind of lean towards Texas A&M just to win the game outright. So you got a, a lot of games, a lot of interesting games. A lot of balls in the air. A lot of balls in the air this weekend that should be fun to watch, Tom. Fun to watch. Enjoy the games. I would imagine this means that you are going to be, uh, well, what is your cell phone provider? AT&T. Oh, then you've got a fighting chance in the stadium when you're watching the game to, to get something on your phone. Yeah, If I it's the other, you've got no chance. Well, and this is one of the games that I've decided to go to just as dad, husband, family man. It's me, my wife, and my two kids. I'm not doing this, you know, press box thing. I'm not, you know, none of that. I'm, I'm going to be sitting in the stands cheering them on. You wearing a disguise? <laughs> Little mull- hey, mullet hey, hat? Let me tell you something, though. I, I meant to do this before, and we only have a couple minutes left in the segment, so I wanted to make sure I get this out there. So you guys listening to the show, especially those of you that are regulars, let's harken back to Monday's show in which I'm having a conversation from the house. We did the show from the house. Uh, you were at yours. I was at mine. And uh, and as we were doing the show, I get a notice on my phone that uh, there are some strange, dubious indeed, charges on my credit card, on my card there. And I'm th- and it, it, my bank rightfully said, hey, we don't know about all this. Spartan something. Spartan something is right. I can't remember exactly what it was, but Spartan whatever. And somebody in the chat was like, looks like it's a sporting goods store, Jeff. Somebody made a funny joke about the whole Spartan thing, and that was funny. And we, we so I was not all that worried, but I was kind of concerned. Like, I, I don't remember making this $28.07 charge to Spartan whatever the hell this is. So we get to a commercial break. And I'm looking into it, but I don't have enough time. They want me to call the 800 number and all this other stuff. And I'm like, ah, I have to do it after the show. So right after the show, I get in touch with my bank. And I'm like, hey, I don't know what this charge is. Is this like, did I buy a shirt? I might have bought a shirt last week. Sometimes I buy a nice golf shirt that I see or something like that. You know, is that the company shipping it out? What is it? You want them to tell you, you know? Like, no, it's not that. So then we go through. They end up keeping me on the line. These sons of bitches have been stealing from me for over a year. I was the victim of fraud, Tom Lang. So this company, if you guys ever get a charge from, I'll tell you what it is. I can't remember now. Spartan something, sporting goods. All right, here's the deal. That 800 number, when you call that number to find out what company that is, because they'll provide you on your bill an 844 number or something like that with, you know, when you call it, yes, comrade. They know they they think they're slick. They don't even tell. They say welcome to the whatever, and they don't say the name of the company. So you're already like, whoa, this is kind of fishy. I've reached what? You know, thank you for calling, and they don't say the name of the company. Please hold. They want you to hold. They're like, no, no, <laughs> what's going on here? Well, then we went back and saw the location in California that the the, the bill goes to fronts like nine companies that don't exist. So what they were doing is they just change out the name of the company and they always do, you know, a marginal purchase. So it's always like $12, $28, $7. 
$13. They don't want to alarm you. And you just kind of look at it like, yeah, I guess I spent $9 on something last week. Eh, I don't know. Maybe I did. Meanwhile, Phil Mickelson, with all of his gambling debts, appears yeah. to be just fine. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Phil has had come out and... This is a good scam out of Phil. I'm impressed. Man, alive. I was livid. So anyhow, got popped. They got me. Phil's going to be sporting Spartan clothing. Good news is this. Uh, I get all my money back, file a claim, boom. We're going to be good to go. How much money was it, all told? I don't. Not a lot. I think it's like $2,000 or $1,700, something like that. Not a lot. Goodness. No, I'm saying over the course of a year, that's not... Yeah. <laughs> You guys can yell at California all you want. It's not California. It's the whoever is committing the fraud, and they're not located in California. That's they just said they you. are. Yeah. They're not located in California. Also, folks, <laughs> just just get a window in here. It's not a lot of money. Two G's. It's twenty five bets in the air this weekend. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, guys, there are those wagers right there. It's Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk something this is a real short segment before we get into hour two uh let me let me get your thoughts on this tom because we both uh love baseball watch baseball i think we have a pretty good handle on the game of baseball um so this is what's also maddening about it it's why it's so different the postseason is so different from the regular season there, there are good aspects to that and bad aspects to that so you see the rays get swept out of there and they're not competitive um, not not competitive even a little bit, and um, you know you watch seven to one yesterday. They're lucky to score a run in the two games combined, and yet baseball is measured over a 162 game season, right? And you have injuries, and you have guys that get lost for the year, and you call guys up, and you figure out your pen, and rain delays, and double headers, and all the things that go into a season that hold a mirror up to you to tell you what you are or are not. And by that measure, any team that wins 99 games or 98 games or whatever it was for the Rays, um, any team that does win that amount of games is good. Unequivocally, you can state that team is a good baseball team, period. It's not something to be argued. They are good. Very good, in fact. In fact, you would consider that team one of the best teams in baseball, period. You have to. You yeah, have you're to. You're a very good team if you're touching around 100 wins. If you get close yeah. to 100 wins, it's it's really hard to do, right? Very hard to do. Um, and you know they had a 33 inning scoreless streak that they snapped with that one run in the seventh, but they weren't competitive. They committed four errors in the first game. They'd done that once all year in 162 games, once, tied for the most errors that they had committed in a single game all season long. Um, now I'll grant you Wander Franco is gone because allegedly he likes to molest little girls and he's going to pay a dear price for that, thankfully. And that's a huge loss for them. And they had some 
really devastating injuries, but they found a way to overcome a lot of those to win 99 games. And so how is it that you can unequivocally state that a team is very, very good at playing baseball, that the it's empirical evidence of that fact, and they can have two games in which they are completely and utterly overwhelmed and non-competitive in their at-bats. Everything about the game of baseball looks foreign to them. It was remarkable. Now, this isn't this isn't something new. This happens, and it's it's cruel for baseball fans. Can you imagine? You invest 162 games. You see a team win nearly 100 games, and then they go out at home and look like they've never played the game of baseball before. It would it would encourage the average baseball fan and fan in general to say maybe they need to reassess how they go about. Maybe Kevin Cash needs to take a good long look in the mirror about the way he manages that team in the postseason as opposed to the regular season. But that's crazy. That's crazy. You can't accidentally win 99 games and be a terrible manager. Yeah, it's it's the nature of the sport itself. It is. And you just have to be okay with it, even though it's not okay. It's you know? not okay. And you would be rightfully livid yeah. by that performance. That performance is putrid. Yeah, agreed. Putrid. And, but it's a two-game sample, and I'm sure that they had a two-game sample during this 162-game season where they looked putrid. And you just picked one hell of a time for it to show up. You know, some of it might be nerves, but that doesn't account for four errors. It doesn't account for 33 straight innings of not scoring. You know, like yesterday, I'm watching uh, the Twins game, and they advanced. Everybody swept. Everybody went 2-0. That mm-hmm. doesn't, I mean, that's an odds to fire. Mm-hmm. You got bases loaded and one out for Toronto. I forget who's at the plate. Right-handed batter smokes it down the left field line. Four inches foul. Yeah, it's, it's cleared in the bases. It's a if two it's fair. to nothing game at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be two to two or three to two. Yeah, yeah. Depends on the carom if the base is clear or not. A pitch or two later, Taylor made six four three double play. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's that nuts. is. It is so random. The it's the hardest. So random. It's the hardest part though because over one hundred and sixty two games, it's not random. You are who you are over 162 games. They are a 99-win team. They are a really good baseball team. They defy logic. They win more games than any other franchise on the budget that they do. It makes zero sense. They take your players that are terrible for you and make them great for them. They routinely fleece people that they make trades with. Their front office is always the best in baseball. Think about that. And yet today, if you're a Rays fan, you're thinking about firing the manager and wanting to make changes, even though that would be foolish. Well, it's just, this is the problem. I think there's been an overcorrection towards probability and analytics. Probability and analytics take you to the doorstep of fate, but it's not like, so what? You've got a 74% chance to win the game. Right, they're still played by humans. you got to go play the game, and that other team could win. This pitch doesn't know it's if it's the 74 or the 26. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is we get so caught up in win probability – and analytics, and we need them. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that they are not useful. They are very useful. They put you in the best position to succeed. You got to use but them right. Poker players out there, if you got pocket aces and hold them, does that guarantee that you're winning the hand? No. no. It no. puts you in the best position. Puts you in a very good position to win the hand, yes. But you lose and a ton of hands with it. And you're playing the odds. And over the right. long haul, it plays in your favor with the pocket aces. Of course it does. But in a very small sample size, you could get boned. The Yeah. And the other problem is that <laughs> we're a football society. Oh, and we want everything bigger, right now. And, and bigger, stronger, faster leads to a higher probability of an outcome. Whereas when you do something like a third party of throwing a baseball or hitting a baseball, it's just different. It is weird, though. They didn't walk not one time in that game yesterday. Just bad at bad after bad at bad. It was remarkable. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with us.